0: everyone and welcome to the 101st episode of kingdom hearts union i'm your host brandon and i'm here alone today <laughs> with you i guess but uh, unfortunately both churro and sabrina are off doing things churros uh, at comic-con and sabby uh, she's on vacation with her family so i'm really happy for them and uh they're actually not alone in being busy. I'm actually quite busy myself. You know, as as I mentioned uh, on prior podcasts at the end of July, which we are just about there, uh, I'll be moving to Japan uh, to go teach English. Uh, so this actually is my final Kingdom Hearts Union for the foreseeable future that I'll be recording in the United States. That's pretty, uh, that's a pretty crazy concept considering <laughs> uh all of the other ones I've recorded in the United States but uh yeah so that's 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 an interesting milestone I suppose our final uh united states hosted uh podcast from here on out we'll be uh hosting all up epi- well I'll be hosting the episodes from uh southern Japan so it's kind of funny I'm moving from uh southern the southeast. Of uh of the United States to the south of Japan. It's funny how things don't really change when you uh when you go to other countries. Well, I, I guess that's neither here nor there. Uh, also, uh, I just wanted to real quick before we get going on the show, I want to make one minor correction to prior to the prior episode. I don't I don't know if it's like if I want to count it, but so last episode, the hundredth episode. We had a trivia segment. There's one question in particular uh, where I asked my fellow podcast host to name all the characters with yellow eyes, yellow slash orange eyes, and uh, I said there were nine, and technically that's still the case, but I kind of feel like we should add another to the list just because for a brief instance, I guess this character existed, Um I don't know if you want to count them as a distinct character, so I don't know if this is actually a correction, but I will submit this regardless, and you can be the judges. So, just for a review, the characters that we had uh, were Terra, Xehanort, we had uh, Master Xehanort, uh, Young and some Seeker of Darkness, Xemnas, Isa, Brague. And then uh, Venitas and Entham the Wise. So those were the characters that I had on the list. But for a brief moment, there was another character. And I will give you a dramatic pause right now so you can see if you can guess who it was. (laughs) Hmm. I wonder who it was. So for a brief instance... Uh, well, I, I don't know how brief it was. I can't really remember too far. Why, part of the reason is it doesn't, this particular character kind of thing it didn't really stick out in my head, so uh, I guess he's not that important. But uh, there was a character in Birth by Sleep uh, that a lot of people call Venitas, where uh, Vanitas and Ven unite. And as a result, uh, Ven is shown well a character that looked like ven is shown and he had yellow eyes so effectively uh that would be a 10th character i didn't want to include him uh because he didn't really seem like a distinct character but i figure you know in the uh you know in the interest of education which which is what uh kingdom hearts university was all about i figure it's worth discussing So for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com, slash KHUnionVids, and Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. Uh, We have a three-segment show today. Uh, I have news, and then I have kind of live questions, and questions. So uh, I'm going to see if I can add in some uh, some leftover questions that uh, we answered on a deep dive stream that I never put in the actual deep dive stream archive just because I thought they were a little bit too uh, too detailed for a let's play because whenever we answer questions, we're not playing the game. So it just, cut, it, cut, it just looks bad in the archive. So sometimes I'll cut them out or cut some of them out. So I figured this would be a good opportunity to throw them in. And on top of that, churro will be on those, so <laughs> that'll be a way to inject some, uh, some other people into this episode. And then, yeah, just normal questions after that. Uh, in the way of announcements, as always, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Union. If you so desire, if you like the show that we put on and you want us to get better, either us or Final Fantasy Union, please consider supporting us on patreon.com slash union Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called Please Be Excited. Our Patreon executive producers for this episode are Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero, Christian Burge. Christian Thompson who is at Orbits Gaming. We have Josh McNabb who is at J two K nine. Louis James, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore NAC ninety five. We have Satria Josh Zudarma who is at Satria six two five Rubin. Uh Skylar Loveless, William Trengrove, who is at Varnish the Azure. We have Har- Harley Crawley who is at Dark Z T Okami. We have Kina Johnston who is at Axken. Uh, Michael Graham, Thorin Bullen, who is at Massacre23, Zach Duranto is who is Z- at ZDoronto58 on Twitter, uh, uh, Alex Troutman, who is at Akira Namegin, Billy Jackson, who is at underscore Billy Jackson, Genesis Alejandro, who is at Junisan7, Keith Field, who is at TheMightyKeith, Manning Franks, who is at like underscore Peyton, Mike Shirley Donnelly, who is at Curious Quail, and Muhammad Quayim, uh, oh, Mohammed Quayim, We also have uh, Vita Vita Nidas, who is at VTron, V underscore Tron 5000. We have Zelda Clone, who is at Apes Type Novels. And finally, Zero Yana, who is at Dearly Oblivion. We've got a lot more Patreon supporters, so I definitely uh, thank all of you executive producers. We greatly appreciate your contribution. And as always, be a part of the show. Send us your questions to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. If you guys want to be featured on the question segment of a Kingdom Hearts Union podcast, please just send your questions to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. If you have several questions, feel free to send them in the same email. Uh, we can always go back to them later and check and use them again for a later show. Even if we don't use, you know, all of them in the same show. Because we never do that. We not we, we if 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 you send a question or several questions, uh, only expect to have your, one of those questions being featured on any particular show, but we might feature other ones later. A lot of explanation. Anyway, moving on to the news. So for the news today, uh, it's a little light, but I think interesting nonetheless. Um, so, uh, relating to comic-con, uh, the kingdom horse 2.8 demo that was at E3 was also featured at comic-con. So uh, a lot of people have gotten to play it. I know for a fact that Shiro has played it again, uh, I don't know if he's played it multiple times, but I've definitely seen him on Twitter. Uh, I know he Periscope streamed it. So if you guys were watching that, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, the Kingdom Hearts 2.8 demo was there. I saw that the Final Fantasy XV uh, Trial of Titan was there. So a lot of E3 demos, which is pretty typical for Comic-Con. Uh, that, that tends to be what happens is Comic-Con gets a lot of the E3 demos. Uh, and, you know, and that's really like the first time that uh, pu- the public really gets to go, go hands on with it, but I think there was actually like some uh, some French conference that got it a little earlier. Uh, I forget what it was called, but I know uh, a friend of ours that uh, went to E3 with us in 2015. I saw him playing uh, the Kingdom Hearts 2.8 demo at that French conference. So it uh, sounds like uh, sounds like it's not the first time that these game these demos have been played in the public, but this is the first time that they're being played by the public in North America, so that's that's pretty cool. Another interesting thing uh, to come out of Comic Con is the uh, Kingdom Hearts Three Sora Play Arts Kai uh, was announced uh, to be released uh, in uh, January twenty seven January thirtieth, twenty seventeen, and the the Play Arts Kai in question was actually at uh, Comic Con. Uh, I saw pictures of it online, and man, that thing is uh, looks really good. I'm not really uh, one to purchase uh, Play Arts or merchandise in general. I'm not a merchandise kind of person, if you, if you don't already know. Uh, but this particular bit of news did catch my eye. The fact that we're getting a Play Arts releasing prior to when the game is that the play arts is based on is releasing it. You know, that's, I don't know if that's ever happened, honestly. Like I've, I mean, we definitely see previews of play arts, uh, for games that haven't come out yet, but I have yet to ever see, or or I, I can't remember a time where, when a play arts or any real merchandise, uh, came out earlier than the game it's based on. So I think that's really interesting. I also think that, this might be another hint that Kingdom Hearts 3 is a lot closer than we think. I think a, a lot of people uh, sort of feel because of the lack of publicity that Kingdom Hearts has had, or at least relative to other Square Enix games like Final Fantasy 15 I think fe- people feel like the lack of publicity means a lack of development or a lack of progress but I do not believe that is the case I think in very rare form Nomura is actually being very secretive throughout the entirety of the development and I think he wants to market this game in a very different way this could perhaps be like in a way symptomatic of his experience with Final Fantasy versus 13 and 15 maybe he felt like he showed too much of this game that was in development as it was changing this whole time and maybe he wants more creative freedom to try new things and change things and he only wants to show it when it's you know a, like almost about to come out so actually in in the uh dengeki and like femitsu interviews that we were talking about on previous podcast, i sort of got that feeling from the way Nomura was talking like he was he, the way he was describing the way he wanted to approach the marketing of Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Uh, he wanted to basically hold off for the most part, but then at certain points, you know, like prepare content to show off. And then when he does, it's going to be a lot of content. Uh, I remember specifically he talked about that for his post E3 interviews. So uh, you can check those out if you want to see his exact wording. But I, I think that's, that's probably why. Uh, we haven't heard about kingdom hearts three more than the, the more than like, you know, a comment on how, how far in development it is. Cause honestly, I think it's actually quite far in development. Uh, and the more we hear of like voice actors saying they're done with their voice acting for the game and their English voice actors, I think that just sort of like adds fuel to the fire. Another interesting thing, uh, that was released, uh, the kingdom hearts key, uh, third anniversary artwork was shown um, ba- basically uh, each year that Kingdom Hearts Key, and we're speaking specifically of the mobile version of Kingdom Hearts Key, or not mobile, the web browser version of Kingdom Hearts Key, the one that's about to end. Uh, basically, every year that goes by after it releases, uh, Namora does a, a new artwork for Kingdom Hearts Key. This is the third one, and... In this one, he shows off a lot of interesting things. Uh, so he's got Ephemer, who if you've played Unchained Key, you'll know who he is. There's that uh, yellow-eyed girl that I don't want to talk about, but we've talked about her on the Deep Dive stream. Her name's Scald. I don't know much about her. All I know is that's that's her name and that's what she looks like. Uh, I have not looked at what her story is about but if you want to know more about her, I guess you can look up spoilers. Or if you don't want to know about her, just don't look at her. Um, there's also Ventus, it seems, on the artwork. But most interestingly, and the thing that got to most people, are the Kingdom Hearts 3 characters shown. So first was Sora. Nothing surprising there. We've seen Sora. We know his costume's like. But also, we've got Kingdom Hearts 3 Riku and Kingdom Hearts 3 Kairi. But... They're definitely greatly obscured by Sora's big fat head. So, um, unfortunately we don't get a good look at their costumes, but some interesting things, uh, both Sora or both Riku and Kairi have their hoods up. So clearly that is to obscure their hair and face. So we can't really see, uh, how those have changed too much. Um, but they don't look too different. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, but uh, commenting on the bits of their costume that we do see, uh, Kyrie's costume definitely looks a lot like her Kingdom Hearts Two costume, but is definitely not identical. Uh, she has a mostly uh, pink hood, and they appear to have like these cute, like black cat ears on them. That's the best I can describe. Unfortunately, you know, it's really unclear the way the image is uh, positioned and framed. So it's hard to say what exactly they are. But it looks like most people agree that they look kind of like cat ears. So that's really cute for her. And uh, yeah, other than that, the costume, you know, is it's mostly a pink and black motif, just like her Kingdom Hearts 2 costume. So I I guess that is uh, what they're going for. And Riku's costume, uh, all I saw was black and white, um, and it looked like he had kind of like a collar. Like uh, so, in Kingdom Hearts 3, Sora's costume there's that like plaid collar that sits on his chest that that goes around where the hood is. Uh, He it looks like Riku's got that sort of design. Uh, on whatever he's whatever top he's wearing, but I don't think it was plaid in any way. It, it looked like it was just black with like silver buttons on it. So it seems like both he and uh, he and Sora have similar costumes. So maybe if you look at Sor- how Sora's costume looks, maybe that'll give you an idea of what he uh, what his costume looks like. Um, I, I think it's also good to remember the inspiration for Sora's Kingdom Hearts three costume. Uh, Nomura said in the past that Kingdom Hearts three Sora's costume is based on two things. It's based on his kingdom hearts two costume and his dream drop distance costume. And, uh, the dream drop distance costume is where he got the, the motif of using red, black, and gray, uh, on the costume. And that's why the kingdom hearts three costume also uses red, black, and gray. Uh, so I, I guess you could say maybe, maybe Riku's costume is similar to, to his Dream Drop Distance costume. Um, I didn't really see too many design influences on the very little that they showed in that artwork that would indicate that it's also based on his Kingdom Hearts 2 costume, but uh, I don't know. We we really couldn't see much. So Uh, I would say if if you want to get a good idea for what it looks like, I would say, you know, study Soros costume, study... Dream Drop Distance Riku's costume, and that's probably what Riku's costume look, looks like. But overall, uh, the artwork's great, and you know it's always good to see Nomura working again on Kingdom Hearts artwork, and I can't wait to see more of the costumes. So that, so far, has been our news. So I hope you enjoyed that so much. Now we're gonna move on to our sort of leftover question segment from the deep dive stream. Oh yeah, let's see if we can grab some questions that we may be left behind. I see. Uh, Scarzito asks, uh, "Did you guys hear about the possibility of K H Remasters Masters for PS4? What do you think? Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's definitely going to happen. It's all a matter of uh, a matter
1: of when, really. When and where, and um, it basically, Brandon, explain the process of it because a lot of people are thinking that you know, 1.5, 2.5, 1 on PS4 would mean a delay, quote unquote, delay to." Kingdom Hearts 3.
0: three, absolutely not. So, uh, so you got to remember at this point, porting. So the uh, let, let's go back to the original ports, the the PS three versions. So when one point five and two point five were in production, those were actually not; those were actually <laughs> a big deal to make. Uh, I mean, for one, we're porting. You know, we're talking about porting. You know, old games to new hardware. That's that's a challenge in and of itself. But not only that. Uh, But they had to update all these games, especially with Kingdom Hearts 1. The code base for Kingdom Hearts 1 was super old. And they had to change up models and textures and all that. And then I would say the biggest undertaking for 1.5 and similarly for 2.5 were the uh, quote-unquote movies that they animated. So we're talking 358 over 2 and we're talking recoded. Those two parts were the most time-consuming elements of both of those remasters uh, because they were literally animating between two and three hours of content. That takes a long, long time to do. Now, with that out of the way, and now that these games are on modern platforms, to port from PS3 to PS4, these exact versions, actually wouldn't be that bad. Uh, they could do it with a very small team. Uh, I would say the only, the only real team that would probably be impacted would be the QA team because the quality assurance teams would have to play through it. But I would imagine these would be, you know, off, off, offloaded to QA teams outside of uh, business division three, which is the which is the Osaka team. So I would imagine that would be handled by. I mean, the North Americans, uh, uh, Square Enix North America has a QA staff that plays through the games and tests them. Uh, currently, Final Fantasy XV is being tested uh, with uh, with help from North America, and uh, I guess Japan's playing it too. But but anyway, like the biggest the biggest uh, hurdle to jump is porting it from PS3 to PS4, which is not that bad. Uh, Because the biggest workload that they had to do was getting those games uh, up to modern standards and working on a modern platform. Now that they have that, the port from PS3 to PS4, while not completely straightforward, because it's not a PC version. uh, While it's not completely straightforward, it's way easier uh, than porting from the original platforms... To PS3, and not only that, but having to animate, you know, hours and hours of extra content and having to do voice acting for that content and doing it in voice acting for multiple regions and just those were massive undertakings. This is not, so that's that's really important to know. So, honestly, I think they could handle it with a small team, would not impact uh, P, uh, it wouldn't act, impact KH3, wouldn't impact or, 2.8. I think, yeah, I was gonna say, I wouldn't
1: impact 2.8. I mean, they could yeah. even just. They can even, when if like two point getting released, they can even just announce it then too.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, uh, I I think, honestly, expect it soon. Uh, kind of, and honestly, I wouldn't even expect Square to make that big of a fanfare around it. Remember how it was when, so after Final Fantasy X and X two HD came out on PS three, when they announced it for the PlayStation four, like that was the most random announcement ever they just it, randomly it was, were like it was, hey it's out <laughs> you know it's like yeah it was
1: it was there was no lead up to it and then the pc version you know yeah, there was PC a little version, bit of fanfare for there the was, pc version
0: uh, I, yeah there was but it was mostly because it kept getting leaked it kept like rumors kept coming out about it but square itself like once it was ready to go like all right it's out next week <laughs> you know it's out in a couple of days so I think it's going to be one of those kind of releases, not not a lot of big fanfare. Once once it's like ready to go, they'll just they'll just drop it on us like out of nowhere. So we'll have to see how that goes, but yeah, I I wouldn't expect that to take long. I now I will say, I, I don't know if anyone's asked this, but uh, I, what I personally would like is I would like them to look into upgrading those games to 60 FPS, but if they do that, that would be a challenge. Um because it appears, at least for some of these older games, uh, particularly Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, it appears that those games were designed around a specific frame rate. Um, and the reason I say this is because I've seen uh, some hacks done for Kingdom Hearts 2 where they unlock the frame rate to 60 FPS, and it actually does have negative impacts on some of the Uh, on on some of the uh, gameplay Uh, like some physics things require that the the, uh, frame rate be 30 FPS I I don't know why this is is the case but in older Japanese uh, older Japanese developed games it seems like a lot of their uh, gameplay code uh, assumes a certain frame rate so when they program they program assuming based on frames and not based off of how much time has passed. So modern games, when we develop modern games, uh, anytime we do anything that requires animation, we always base it on time and not based on frame rate because time is constant, but frame rate is not constant. As as you can you know imagine you know these days where games like drop frames all the time. Like games suck at performance now. The reason they they can run that well at frame rates that suck. Or, or the reason they can run it all even while dropping frames is because their program is, their gameplay program is based off of time and not based off the uh, off of the frame rate. It's a little bit complicated, but that's, that's, that's currently the issue that I see that could get in the way that would require a, a lot more messing around with. They'd basically have to go to each part of the game that requires 60 FPS and rewrite it entirely so that it's based off of Time and not based off a of frame rate. So,
1: and then the follow-up question is: Should there be another remaster? Well, of course, there should be because of course you, you can have everything all on one console now. When exactly, 2. and that's, and 3 that's are the number
0: one criticism of Kingdom Hearts is that that we don't have all the titles on one platform. So, if we can do that, that'd be great.
1: And satria two 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 proxy says: What dates are you guys attending for the KH Orchestra World Tour?
0: Uh, churro's going. You're going to three,
1: right? I'm going to three, one, three different ones. I'm going on June 10th in LA, June 14th in LA, and I'm going to June 24th in New York. Gotcha.
0: I'm considering, so I'll be there. I'm considering going to the Tokyo one in March uh, because, as you guys might know, I'm moving to Japan in July. So, uh, coming to the other ones would be a lot more of a challenge.
1: Uh, what world would you like to see in Kingdom Hearts 3? Robin
0: Hood. Robin, Robin Hood's a good one. Um, goodness. Can I cop out and say Frozen?
1: <laughs> um, you can, can because I would love to see Frozen, just so I can annoy the crap out of everybody. Because yeah, who doesn't like, I don't oh, want Frozen. Okay,
0: uh, now I just remembered. Toy Story. Uh, okay, I want, there you go. I, want. See,
1: I, I, I still don't mind Frozen. I'm like the only one that actually wants Frozen in there. Yeah,
0: I, I do. Yeah, I want Frozen, too. I just want it so to make sure that it's not a singing world. I want it to be like an actual normal world. Because I think... Uh, Frozen story would support a normal. A yeah, normal I was gonna say it. that it, it does. You
1: know,
0: there's a there's a lot of action in Frozen, so it would be fine. There are like cannon monsters in there that you can fight, so like it makes sense. There's even magic. There's li- I mean, you could basically say <laughs> that uh, Elsa casts Blizzara all the time and Blizzaga and all that. So, you know, she's a magician, so it it, it actually fits pretty well. Uh, and also Star Wars. Got got a got a shout out to Star Wars. I prefer old Star Wars. I haven't seen the new Star Wars films. I'm sorry. I have to watch it soon.
1: Let's see. Uh, then what about Treasure Planet? Uh, treasure, I love Treasure Planet, but Robin Hood is my thing. It's it's my thing.
0: I've never seen Treasure Planet, so I can't really comment. But I personally am not a fan of the uh, like post Mulan <laughs> Disney films. So, like, Atlantis and Treasure Planet and Home on the Range, Chicken Little. I'm not a fan of Lilo and Stitch, either. Even though I know a lot of people like Lilo and Stitch. I'm sorry. I'm not really big on those movies. I felt like they really took a downhill turn after Mulan, for whatever reason.
1: Uh, Let's see. June 14th. interesting. On a day of E3, hmm? Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, that's a pretty clear sign of their plans around E3. So expect a big showing of Kingdom Hearts uh, at E3 2017. No, sure.
1: no, not specifically Cage <laughs> 3. Well, Hope, I, we're hoping.
0: I I think I think it's going to be kh 3. Cuz 2.8 is going to be out by then and Kingdom Hearts really 3 has been in development at that point it will be have been in development for 4 years. So it's it's getting close. I mean, at this point uh Final Fantasy XV has been in development since around 2012 and it's coming out in 2016 so that's about four years so if Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out next year it would have had the same amount of time as Final Fantasy XV no excuses guys get that game out next year I want to play it right yeah, everybody keeps saying that uh, Treasure Planet is going to be in because it's a Roy Conley movie. I mean, it's possible, but it's not guaranteed. Like, just because Roy Conley is, like, a, a good contact doesn't really guarantee that it's going to be in, but it's possible. Yeah,
1: because basically, like he said, it all comes out in tomorrow what he wants. Exactly. The story.
0: Exactly. Let's
1: see. Or even June 10th. Nah, June 10th is more like a, like, it's Pretty much like a preview for E3, pretty much that's what I think.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you go based off of what happened this year, it's not impossible that cool stuff around Kingdom Hearts 3 might happen at that event too, because uh, the Kingdom Hearts 2.8 trailer actually came out early this year. It came out June 8th, so before E3, so it's not impossible.
1: I I I mean, if I had to choose between June 10th and June 14th to release something, I'd choose June 14th.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. But, I mean, these days it's really hard to predict with E3. E3 is so weird these days, especially for Mm third-party companies. They just announce things whenever they feel like it. Uh, Let's see. uh, I I notice uh, someone asks, uh, 1080p, 60fps, probably 4K. Why not? Uh, Yeah, 4K would be interesting, but I wouldn't expect that on, um, like, a normal... PS4. Like, that might be safe for the PS4 or Neo.
1: Yeah, plus no that, 4K still... You know, not everybody has 4K TV still, or 4K monitors. Yeah. It's still expensive type of TV. I mean, it took a while for everybody to get 1080p in the first place.
0: Okay. Heiress of the Soldier. Key spoilers, maybe. Uh, do you think characters like Ephemera and Scold will be uh, the first people in the new world after the Keyblade World, perhaps after Keyblade War, perhaps after uh, having children and teaching those children how to wield Keyblade and whatnot, or do you think uh, they've been in stasis and will be able to show up in three? I honestly have no idea. I, I really don't know much about uh, well Scold. I know a little bit about Ephemera because I've seen some of his storyline, but uh, I personally don't think they're gonna be. I really don't know what, what their story is going to be I, I, I think they'll make it in 3 somehow in in the yeah. forms they're in somehow they'll, they'll make it work
1: uh, yeah they'll make it work I mean with the name of with the you know definition of ephemera you know the saying goes you know like, we all know that I don't know I think that ephemera is not going to make it but somehow they're still going to include him in there
0: yeah yeah exactly he's you know what really surprised me is how dopey Ephemera looks in in uh in back cover. Like he looked way cooler and uh and King, or at least he seemed like he, lo- he would look cooler in uh King Hearts Key, but seeing him in the trailer he's got these big dopey cheeks. Like 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 cheeks you just want to pinch, like he's a little kid. And I don't know. For some reason, when I saw his artwork in in Chi, I thought it was or in Kingdom Hearts key. I thought like he was gonna be like one a of serious this, dude, like a serious dude, or like a cool looking guy, like Riku, really sharp, defined features. Like he's uh, like he thinks he's Mister Sexy guy, but no, he's he's not like that at all. He's he's big, a big dork. Big dork, exactly. He looks like Ventus and Sora, pretty much.
1: It's, it's like sorrow from way back in the day. Exactly. Exactly. But with even bigger cheeks.
0: Oh, man. Okay. Let's see if there's anything good. Scarzito says Let me say this this is the second time watching the stream. First time chatting with you guys. Friendly guys. Definitely staying for the next live streams. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, the live streams aren't going to go on forever. Uh, these streams are gonna be going strong until we finish Kingdom Hearts Key. I mean, okay, let me rephrase that. The live streams will keep going, but they won't be going, uh, as normally as they are now, uh, because once I move to Japan at the end of July, I don't know what my current, what my living situation will be right away, and then after that, the way it's gonna work is I'm going to be, uh, going live at times that just, you know, that work for me, uh, in japan and they may not be regular uh but i will try to stream for longer than i do now uh here in america and the whole idea behind that is that uh, i'll be going for longer so i can record for longer and then chop up the videos so i can release them on youtube uh because as of right now our biggest audience is on youtube and it's not so hard from japan to service youtube as it is a live stream because with a live stream i have to schedule with so many different people you know you guys uh whereas with a pre-recorded thing uh anybody can watch you know you just watch it you know you go to youtube.com slash vids and boom there it is you you know you can watch it uh at your leisure whenever you want so uh since since time will be an issue over there i figured that was that would be the best way to service everyone but I, I will still try to go live uh, when I do record and uh, I mean I hope I can do it regularly at like a regular time at, on a regular day but I can't guarantee it because I don't even know what my life is going to be like at all when I, when I go there I don't even know what my what my living situation is going to be like yet so uh, we'll find out Nomura did say Kingdom Hearts will uh, have plenty of stuff for uh, that'll there will be a, plenty of stuff for Kingdom Hearts next year yeah I I would totally agree because this is definitely this is Final Fantasy 15's year next year is Kingdom Hearts 3's year I think or it, at least it's Kingdom Hearts year because it's, uh, it's a big it, thing for them yeah it's their 15th anniversary I mean it's also Final Fantasy's 30th anniversary so well
1: I mean they, they shared it on their, uh, their the last anniversary uh, in 2012 yeah uh, that's when they had the 10th anniversary when i went to e3 that year they had a 10th anniversary and a 20, cake 25th and a anniversary 25th and a 25th anniversary cake yeah it's so, it's I interesting
0: mean, because uh kingdom hearts came out 15 yeah it came out 15 years after final fantasy so the year that this that well a su- a, this next year kingdom hearts one will be as old as final fantasy was when kingdom hearts first came out so it's really yeah. interesting it's an interesting milestone yeah, that's my cat. <laughs> yes, up? that's the cat. Um,
1: but um, let's see. They also mentioned Final Fantasy VII, which is true, which is why they're still in development of Seven Remake. Yeah, yeah. Final I'm sure Fantasy. that we're, I'm sure we'll probably get like another big trailer, or maybe even a release date for the first part of Seven Remake. Yeah,
0: I'm personally, I really, really want them to release the fir- the first episode, but I, I honestly just can't hold them to that because that just seems like an insane thing to do.
1: Like, yeah, per- like- per-
0: Personally, the way I feel it's going to happen, I don't know if you agree with me, Chiro. but I think whatever the first episode is, it'll probably take the longest to come out, and then after the first episode comes out, then the other episodes won't take as long to release. That's yeah, what I, guess- I think. Kind of like how Final Fantasy XIII was. Like Final Fantasy XIII was announced in 2006, but took all the way until 2009-2010 to be released. But after that, then, you know, thirteen uh, two. And Lightning Returns didn't take that long after that, because they already had the engine. They already had a lot of the assets. You know, they were a lot more well-established at that point, so they could release the games a lot quicker. I think it's going to happen probably the same way with 7. All right, so that was our leftover segment from the Deep Dive stream. Uh, For our next segment, we have some questions that were submitted more recently. Uh, to our email at khuquestions at gmail.com. Again, if you want your questions answered, just send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. Our first question comes from Luke Wyman, who asks, uh, do you think the upcoming Kingdom Hearts Key back cover movie included in 2.8 will uh, have a separate DVD slash Blu-ray release? Uh, And also, would would Square Enix benefit from doing so? Thanks in advance. All right, Luke, um... So, do I think uh, *Kingdom Hearts* key back cover will be included in a uh, separate like DVD Blu-ray release? I don't think so, um, and I don't think it will be released on a separate DVD or Blu-ray release because uh, this isn't the first time they've done this sort of thing. And if they did do it before, why would they start now? Um, so in Both Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5, they had their own similar type of movie situation with 358 Days over 2 and with uh, Recoded. Both of those had uh, quote-unquote movies included with them, and they did not uh, release them separately. Um, However, if they did, uh, I don't think they'd release it on DVD or Blu-ray. I think they'd probably release it digitally, like on iTunes or you know, Amazon video, that sort of thing. Maybe I think PSN has its own like movie thing. And I think Xbox has their own. I don't know if they'd release it on Xbox. (laughs) Given, given Kingdom Hearts 2.8 non-existence on Xbox, I don't know if they'd put it there, but uh, you get the idea. I think digital would probably be a better platform for it. uh, Just because uh, when it comes to physical distribution, that actually does incur a lot of costs. So you need to have to you have to sell a certain volume to make to make it make sense. And I don't think that would sell a lot uh, as a standalone product. But in an online store, it's like, you know, that, you know, they're already going to be distributing Kingsglaive uh, digitally. So, uh, you know, they probably already have contacts with those companies that dis- will be distributing Kingsglaive. So maybe they would just like, I don't know, submit submit another movie through there, you know, typically with those services, it's all based off of, uh, like a revenue split and not, you know, there's really no stock for them to keep. They don't have to print discs. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever costs they incur is just from, uh, the, the distributor, the online distributor, the online store taking their cut. And it's usually like 30%, uh, Like with iTunes, it's like 30% goes to iTunes and then 70% goes to the uh, publisher or the original artist. Um, So yeah, uh, I would say that's probably more likely, but I don't think that'll happen either because it it hasn't happened before. Um, It's not to say it won't happen, but I I don't think it will. And and especially on top of the fact that Kingdom Hearts 3 or Kingdom Hearts has a lot of uh, intermingling issues uh legally speaking when it con- comes to disney so i don't think they want to like <laughs> go out of their way to create a new product that is a new type of product uh because that would be just a, to me i think that would be a legal nightmare uh because f- yeah from a legal standpoint getting the rights to do everything they do in a video game is one thing that does not apply in a court of law to a different type of product namely a uh, like a movie or something like that. Uh, that 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 is actually distinct enough where that is like that's something they could go to court about <laughs> so uh, yeah I don't, I don't think that's going to happen now do I think Square Enix would benefit from doing so I don't think so honestly uh, I would say that in the case of Final Fantasy 15 and Kingsglaive, I think they could benefit from that because Kingsglaive is designed to be a standalone, uh, a standalone product, or at least a product that can stand alone. Uh, it's designed to be a sort of gateway into Final Fantasy 15. Uh, Kingdom Hearts back cover does not seem to be that kind of product, uh, or at least nothing indicates that to be the case, um. And uh, at least going off of their prior track record, three, five, eight days over two is not a a gateway into Kingdom Hearts and recoded was not a gateway into Kingdom Hearts. So uh, I don't think back cover is either, especially considering like the main, the main purpose of back cover is at the end of the day, it's a lore dump. That is something that is completely uninteresting to a newcomer. Newcomers don't care about lore newcomers need to be convinced that they need to care about lore. So I would say a movie based on kingdom hearts one would be a lot more successful or a movie based on kingdom hearts two or whatever, something where there's a lot of action and cool scenes and cool dialogue. That's what newcomers want to see. They don't want to see lore. And that's, that's what I feel this movie's going to be about. Honestly, I, I don't know because we haven't seen it, but I think, uh, I don't think it would really benefit them though. It might benefit them to do something similar like kingsglaive uh but something more uh more friendly to newcomers uh, if they do something like that then absolutely they should they should put it wherever they can uh to get to get the widest audience and maybe they'll do that sort of thing in the future but again you know they're dealing with disney and that can always be complicated all right, next question comes from Michael Watson. And Michael asks uh, At the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, the trio finds Pluto in the meadow holding a letter bearing the king's seal. From my memory, there is no explanation in the in game for what this says. Personally, I think it was not actually Pluto, but some sort of allusion by Castle Oblivion to lure Sora and the gang to Castle Oblivion. Uh, what do you think it says? That is a great question, and you know what? I actually feel bad that I didn't bring this up when we completed Kingdom Hearts 1, because, man, that's a really that's a really good point. So I'm really glad that you brought this up. So uh, there's a lot of big questions about that scene. So clearly, let, let's first tackle this from a 2002 perspective. Why did Nomura create that scene? Uh, now, clearly back in 2002... It was designed to be, you know, it's, it's open-ended, you know, there's something more for the characters to do. He wanted to just leave it open to the possibility that they have other things to do. So, you know, having, having Pluto there holding a letter from the King and Sora asking, wait, have you seen King Mickey? That sort of just tells the character, wait, King Mickey's not dead. We can probably save him or maybe he doesn't need saving and he's going to go on some sort of quest. So, uh, we need to keep journeying or something. So I think that's an interesting way to approach it now, approaching it now, now that we see what happens after that. Um, yeah, there's definitely, I guess you could call it a bit of a plot hole or at least an unexplained piece of the plot where, Clearly, it was a setup for a sequel, but it was not delivered on in any way. Um, If I had to, you know, play Nemora's Advocate and I had to, you know, if they forced me to sit down in a chair and say, all right, you have to write away this letter and write away why we never went back to it. So the explanation I would give is, all right, so first we notice So notice what happens. So basically, so Pluto it runs away from them, and even after they show him the letter. Now, I don't take Pluto to be like disobedient, but I feel like if Pluto was intended to give Sora, Donald, and Goofy that letter, he would have gone to Sora, Donald, and Goofy and dropped off the letter. So I would say that would indicate that that letter was not for Sora, Donald, and Goofy. It would. probably for some other party, um, so that's why the letter was not given to them, uh, who it was for, who's to say, uh, could have been anybody, uh, if I had to pick someone, I would say it was probably Yensid. maybe it was a report from Mickey, uh, to Yen Sid about what happened, uh, to Ansom and what happened with him and Riku and the Realm of Darkness, like, it could have been something like that, um, and maybe the existence of Pluto or, or Pluto running by there. Uh, the whole purpose of that would have just been uh, to show to Sora and Donald and Goofy that the king is fine, that he's still active, and that, you know, don't lose hope. Just keep going. Keep going on your journey. You know, do whatever you got to do to get back home. Uh, everything's fine. That sort of a thing. But yeah, uh, what would it say on it? Yeah, I I guess I guess I already answered that. That that's what I would. If I had to give it something to have written on there, I would say it was uh, Mickey reporting on what happened, uh, and, and probably also reporting on the fact that he got the Keyblade for the Realm of Darkness. Because from what I understand, that appeared to be the main uh, purpose, at least initially, for his journey well uh well on on top of that he was looking for why the stars were going out of the sky i mean he he said so in in the in the first letter that he leaves for uh minnie and daisy um but uh yeah basically uh i i i think that sort of stuff maybe a re- report on his journey maybe some of his findings and if you want to make it more interesting uh oh uh I didn't find aqua <laughs> there you go <laughs> that that's how you can do it. Um, maybe, maybe no will remember about the letter and address it in 2.8. I doubt it. I think no completely forgot about it. And that's just, you know, it happens, you know, it clearly, it wasn't that important of a scene because, uh, they, uh, I mean, they clearly readdressed the way kingdom hearts two and or kingdom hearts one ended in the, in kingdom hearts, final mix by creating deep dive. And that particular plot point of the letter was not readdressed then. Um, so I don't know. Uh, again, I would say all logic would point to that letter not being for Sora, Donald and Goofy. So for all we know, it was like, could have just been like the grocery list for many. <laughs> like it could be anything. All right. So that wraps up our question segment for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it right, for our music for this episode. We have an amazing cover of Lazy Afternoons from Kingdom Hearts 2 from the uh, band The Consoles. Uh, they are uh, on YouTube and it's Con, C O N S O U L S. So Consoles uh, on on YouTube. Uh, so it's a really cool, jazzy cover of Lazy Afternoons from Kingdom Hearts 2. I thought this would be good to have another Kingdom Hearts 2 song. Also to remind me that. <laughs> As soon as possible, we need to get the deep dive stream going again so we can start playing Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, again, just just as a, a reminder explanation for what, what happened to the Kingdom Hearts deep dive stream. Uh, basically, as as I am moving to Japan, um, I didn't want to get Kingdom Hearts 2 started before I went. So that's why we didn't play last uh, last Saturday that would have had the deep dive stream. So I didn't want to start Kingdom Hearts 2 early and then have a lapse in content. But also, I don't know when I will be in Japan with all the stuff I need to get started with Kingdom Hearts 2. And actually right now, I'm not really sure when I'll have a PS3 over there. So it's also possible um, if if I can't get a PS3 set up like, really soon... That we might just uh, we might go through Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix uh, on emulator because uh, I do have the PS2 version of of Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix, so I could just play that. Um, and it would be in HD. The only downside to that, oh, and, and I would also definitely use it with the English hack, so no worries there. But the only downsides are we lose out on the new music that was recorded for Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix uh, for for 2.5. We lose out on all the English voice acting for the new cutscenes, And I think that's pretty much it. But the loading times are faster <laughs> in the original version, so there's that. So there's give and take. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely endeavor to try to get a PS3 as and and you know try to get a ps3 and see if we can play that version of the game if we can't and it's just gonna take too long or cost too much money that then uh yeah i'm just gonna we're just gonna move on and play it on uh play it on emulator and just muscle through it one more time and uh yeah maybe maybe before birth by sleep then i can get the ps3 going but uh yeah that's that's where we're at so far when it comes to the deep dive stream it's gonna get complicated our next, uh, our next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 9th of August. Uh, and as always, you guys can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com/slash KHUnionVids, or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. And remember as always, if you guys like what we do, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And if you guys want to be a part of the show, send us your questions to KHUQuestions at gmail.com and you can have your questions answered on the show and make sure that we're talking about the stuff that you guys want us to talk about. All right guys it is that time again it is the goodbye time uh, it's so sad because it's uh it's a lonely goodbye time but not not so lonely uh because I know I have you guys uh, listening to it so that's great this is my last sign off from the United States of America from Florida <laughs> oh next time uh next time we'll be uh saying hello from a brand new land a land of the rising sun um it's going to be super awesome. I can't wait for all the new adventures that I'll be going on in a land that doesn't speak my language that hopefully I'll learn to speak their language. <laughs> so that's going to be uh, a lot of fun, and I can't wait to share that journey with you. Uh, just, uh, if you guys want to like follow me on my journey to Japan and all that, uh, please uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at underscore Brandon underscore, that is B-R-A-N-D-E-N. I'll definitely be Uh, Cataloging my journey. So if you ever aspire to move to another country, or if you want to learn more about Japan, I can definitely try to illuminate that for you, Um, or at least illuminate the experience of doing that for you. Because clearly, I'm not a native Japanese person. I have researched a lot about this prior to going, but you know, you can't you can't compare research to actual hands-on experience. So if you want to hear about my experiences in real time as it's happening my thoughts on the country and the culture shock and the time zone change and all that <laughs> definitely uh check out my twitter at underscore brandon underscore b-r-a-n-d-e-n Alrighty, so that's that thank you guys for listening to this episode if you listened this far you're super awesome like the youtube video <laughs> subscribe to the channel and uh leave, leave me a comment uh, t- tell me uh tell me about your favorite kingdom hearts uh song there you go kingdom hearts song what's your favorite kingdom hearts song maybe i'll find a cover up for the for the next episode that'd be pretty cool so i'm brandon saying goodbye this has been a kingdomheartsunion.com production